Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number, it remains the same. It's 800 941 Sean. if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, there's so much nuttiness out there. I see this out of New Mexico. You got state lawmakers, Democrats out there. They're now going to force or try to force home builders to include solar panels and charging stations for electric vehicles in every new home. Wow. Now that's going to drastically increase the cost of a new home in New Mexico. That's Senate Bill 77. And then it gets worse than that. Then you've got Gavin Newsom out there in in California, who, by the way, has a nearly twenty four billion dollar budget deficit that he's blaming on everybody else. He's out there lecturing people over the weekend uh, about about the Second Amendment and gun rights. The Second Amendment is a suicide pack, uh, especially, you know, you know, he's making that statement. Now, think about this. A guy surrounded by people with guns. It's like when I had Comrade de Blasio on my television show uh, and I said, why, why can't you're, you've got all these people here with firearms to protect you? Why can't every other New Yorker, law abiding New Yorker, protect themselves? Every New Yorker has the right to be safe. I didn't ask you if they have the right to be safe. I asked you whether they have the right. Why won't you allow the right for people to keep and to bear arms? By the way, now in New York, and this is now being fought out in the courts uh, their laws are mute. They're, now people actually can, and they're fighting like hell to change that uh, based on the court decision that I discussed in the past. Uh, past. But anyway, it's absolutely insane. And I got to give a shout out. I don't know who this guy is uh, in Illinois. It's the DuPage County Sheriff. His name is James Mendrick. He's under fire by Illinois State lawmakers after he issued a statement because he refuses to enforce a gun control law uh, because he says his higher oath is to the U.S. Constitution. He's worked in the sheriff's office for 26 years. 
was elected sheriff of DuPage County, Illinois, in 2018. And uh, anyway, let's see. What are they going to come and arrest this guy? It would not shock me. But, you know, that's how crazy things are getting out there. The Second Amendment is a suicide pact. Gavin Newsom wants to be president. God help this country. The, the, the movement of the hard left, and I hate to be the one to tell this to you, but I saw this coming into the lead-up of the 2020 elections. I'm sorry, the 2022 midterms. It was this over-exuberance out there. Linda, do we get over-exuberant, or were we warning people that these races were going to be really, really tight? We were telling I don't think people, we. I don't think we get exuberant about much here. There's not much to be exuberant about. Right, and I'm going to go into this whole song and dance. I'll, I'll try and get it in the course of the program today. What needs to be done in terms of voting in this country and how Republicans need to get their act together and Democrats don't run traditional campaigns where they kiss babies, shake hands, do selfies, uh, press avails, uh, town halls, meet the people uh, or rallies that, that they're in the ballot harvesting business based on the laws of their state. And they're in the negative ad business, where, and where their money comes from, I don't know. Out in California, where they have this twenty, you know, nearly twenty-four billion dollar budget deficit out there, Gavin Newsom is—he's come up with a brilliant idea. By the way, it's a similar idea uh, that other state legislatures, like New York, are considering. They want, you know, they see what's happening. Gavin Newsom is the first governor in the history of California to have a net loss of population, and it's growing. The same thing is happening dramatically in New York and people are leaving because they're tired of, you know, shutdowns. They're tired of burdensome regulations, insane environmental policies, radical socialists running the state, high taxes on top of everything else. And they're leaving. And the people that tend to leave tend to be more conservative, which makes those states almost impossible to ever think of for a Republican to win the presidency. You got to get to 270 electoral votes. It already has been a situation for many, many elections where Republicans have to thread the needle. And by threading the needle, needle, yeah, Florida will win easily now. Same with Ohio. Not worried about Ohio. But Georgia, now we got to worry about Georgia. North Carolina, you got to fight for North Carolina. You know, New Hampshire, I don't know. I, I don't know if any Republican can win New Hampshire in a presidential race. Now we have people leaving Pennsylvania. The, the people that are leaving tend to be conservative and Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Indiana in droves, and they're going to Texas, Florida, you know, south of North Carolina. Uh, they're not going to Georgia in as big numbers, and now it's getting even that much harder to win. Never mind, you know, what's happening out in Arizona. People, you know, leave California, but, you know, they go to Arizona, but they don't seem to, they seem to bring their stupid policies with them. Anyway, out in California, other states are considering it, like New York. Many states, actually. They seem to be colluding in how the actual legislation will go. Um, but they now want to have a scheme. After you've paid all of your taxes your entire life based on income, sales taxes, property taxes, whatever, you've, you've done, you've followed the law. California now wants to make it law that even if you move out of that state, just like New York, they could require you to pay a wealth tax, and this may happen as early as next year. Now, if I had faith in the judicial system, I'd say this has no chance in hell of ever passing. But it probably does. That's the scary part. Will the Supreme Court ultimately take the case? There's no guarantee of that. It's only a tiny percentage, a percentage of cases brought to the Supreme Court do they ever touch. 
Anyway, it would tack on an additional 1.5% tax for Californians that have a, a high net worth. But, you know, the problem is in, in all of this is that we're basically empowering government to steal people's money so that they can squander it even further and build bigger deficits on top of it and and transfer that wealth to other people. And don't forget the fact, you know, nationally, even after you paid all your taxes, you drop dead and you you pay 40 percent inheritance or a death tax. If you live in New York, it's another 10 percent. Same with California. And why do they get another bite of the apple? And why are we so stupid to allow all of this to happen? We've got to wake up. I'm telling you that there are way too many people that have bought into this. New Green Deal, radical socialist, one world government, you know, socialist BS. America should be funding all these uh, continents and all these countries when we are we can't afford the spending that we have now. Now, Democrats are a little bit giddy today because they found the discovery of classified documents at Mike Pence's home. Probably Mike Pence was looking at all the news happening. He said, let me take a look. Let's do a deep search. And apparently he's done it and he found a few things. But the one thing that they're going to say is, oh, this lets Joe Biden off the hook. It doesn't. It doesn't let Joe Biden off the hook. The only thing Pence, the Pence example proves in part is something we've all said from day one, that this is happening with every president. I've laid out that case numerous times. All presidents, vice presidents at some point in their career get lax about the handling of classified information, the national Archives and Record Administration is not doing a good job of monitoring it the way people when we have a transition out of the White House, it's chaotic. Nobody knows who's packing what box, which, where and how. They're just throwing crap in boxes. They're not even looking at it by the sounds of it. Uh, Even Dan Abrams actually admitted, you know, he pointed out that Barack Obama once blurted out classified information to Bob Woodward, who promptly put it in a book that he was writing at the time. The only thing the Pence revelation does is spotlight how outrageous uh, Merrick Garland and the Biden administration, this is his executive branch, his FBI in the executive branch, his DOJ in the executive branch. And then you have Merrick Garland and, and Christopher Ray bragging how they approved the raid at Mar-a-Lago. That would probably be the only thing you can really take out of this. You know, the kind of tactics they send in a SWAT team. Well, Donald Trump wasn't cooperating. Yes, he was. How do we know that he was? We know that he was is because the FBI knew where the documents were because FBI agents had been in the room where they ultimately found them on the raid and had unfettered access to that room. And then the only thing they asked, they didn't ask, hey, I think we have might have classified material here. Do you mind if we take it? Which I'm sure that request would have been granted. Donald Trump has no idea what's in a box in in some storage room at Mar-a-Lago, I can promise you. But they call that. Would you mind putting a padlock? They call back on that door. Fine. They put a padlock on the door. They could have come back and said, we really need to do, look at that room again. But they didn't want to do it that way. You know, Joe Biden's not, his homes aren't getting raided. You know, and this is what we see going on here. The, the, it's it's the dual justice system. It's why Jim Jordan's investigation into the FBI being politicized and the DOJ weaponized is so relevant you know, files and fury, you know, look at what's happening to poor Corinne Jean-Pierre. Would you want to be her? I don't think so. I don't think anybody would want to. 
So, you know, this is that's what we're going to hear, you know, from the liberal mob for the rest of the, the week. They all do it. Well, we've been saying that for a while. But but putting that to the side, Joe Biden, oh, how, did, how did they get there? How did they do it? I'm so tired. I can barely think. How? Oh, they're responsible. How did they do that? Joe whispers, I like I said. I cut your taxes. No, you didn't, Joe. Anyway, uh, so the Department of Justice now treating the investigations, blah, 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 the same. I'm not believing any of this. Look, I'm the one that's been telling you this document issue, while it's important, is not what is going to hurt Joe Biden. It's just not because it's happened too many times before. If Hillary Clinton didn't get hurt on top secret classified material. And the massive amount of it that they found on our server or the fact that they believed that the Chinese government had real time access to her server uh, and on numerous occasions hacked into it. That was the belief. And the fact that she deleted 33,000 emails with bleach bit and had an aid destroyed devices, Blackberries, iPhones with hammers and removed SIM cards. As long, if she didn't get in trouble, nobody's getting in trouble on that. Biden's vulnerability is about his big lie, the big lie. I never, ever once spoke to my son, Hunter, or any family member about my foreign business dealings. Uh, that we know is a lie. We have photographic evidence. We have meetings. We have dates. We have times. We know who was there, Hunter, Joe, and his foreign business partners. And then, of course, you have Tony Bobolinsky and, yeah, the money set aside for the big guy. And he actually sat in a meeting there. But I'll tell you what we don't have. And this is why the tandem investigations, you have Jim Comer looking into the Biden family syndicate, how much money this family made. Was this the biggest influence peddling scandal in American history? And then you have Jim Jordan. He'll be on TV tonight talking about investigating the Department of Justice and the FBI. Was the FBI politicized and the DOJ weaponized? I think we already know the answer to those questions, but they're going to do a deep dive into all of it. And where it's really going to get sticky for the Biden family syndicate is when we start following the money. That's where we're going to learn uh, the level of Joe Biden's lie, which I believe has been astounding. Well, oh, the, the garage door was locked. We got all these pictures of the garage door wide open. You can see the classified documents. You know, right next to the Corvette Stingray that he loves so much. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we uh, roll along, 800-941-SEAN, our number Merrick Garland is now claiming when it comes to equal application of the law, his Justice Department treats Democratic defendants just as harshly as it does Republicans. That is not right. That is an absolute lie. It's not true. You can see it with the, the issue on documents, the double standard. Anyway, then he's uh, he, by the way, the DOJ. So, you know, the FBI is un, it's under the executive branch. This is Biden's DOJ. This is his FBI. And obviously, they are big fans of Joey. Anyway, he's claiming he did not apply a double standard. Uh, we don't have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich and for the poor. We apply the facts and the law in each case, neutral, nonpartisan and a neutral, nonpartisan manner. He alleged to reporters during a press availability at the DOJ that that is what we always do. How come Paul Manafort's home got raided? Why'd you go after Papadopoulos? Why'd you go after, you know, Roger Stone? Why'd you raid their homes? Why didn't you raid Biden's homes, but you raid, raided Mar-a-Lago? You know, I'm sorry. None of this makes any sense. What about all those people that knowingly pushed the phony Russian dossier and signed FISA applications when they couldn't verify the information? And at the top of a FISA warrant, it says verified. Remember, it was the DOJ, the FBI, that sent agents over to meet Christopher Steele in early October 2016. They offered him a million-dollar bounty, and he couldn't collect because he couldn't corroborate. But they still used the dossier by the end of October as the bulk of information. Without the dossier, you don't get the FISA application approved, according to Andrew McCabe, deputy FBI director at the time. How did that happen? How is it that Twitter... And all big social media, big tech companies had weekly meetings with the FBI, a program led by a guy that writes a thesis that Trump colluded with Russia in 2016. Why did he head that up? That would be political bias. And that they meet and say, well, you're, you're likely to be attacked by misinformation campaigns by our enemies. And it may be about even Hunter Biden. We know that because of the uh, case of Missouri, Eric Schmidt pointed out, where the integrity chief at Twitter guy by the name of Mr. Roth said, yeah, they mentioned that we might be hit with something about Hunter. So the Hunter story comes out. What do they do? Oh, it's disinformation. Lie. Fingers on the scale of an election. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get right back to the news of the day in a second. I love our new advertiser, Preborn, and I'll tell you why. They're not connected in any way. They take no taxpayer dollars, and they're saving through science 150 
babies' lives a day. They're using the science of ultrasound, which has improved dramatically over the years. I mean, and what they do is if there is a, a, a woman that is pregnant considering abortion, well, they give them a free ultrasound, free. Only It costs $28 for each one. And what they're finding is, especially with 4D ultrasound these days, when they see fingers and toes and, and facial features and hear the heartbeat, that the majority of time, you know, people that might have been considering abortion are choosing life. And then they stay with the person, you know, if they need any support, any counseling, any if they want to put the child up for adoption, they help them there. If they need diapers and baby formula uh, whatever the health care assistance, they do that for two years after the baby's born now, but they're completely dependent on you and the pro-life community in the country. Um, no government money at all for 28 bucks. You can pay for one ultrasound for 140. You can pay for five, a hundred percent of your donation goes towards saving babies. Their goal is to save a hundred thousand a year. That's a big goal. I support them. They're doing great work. I'm going to contribute. I hope you will too. Anyway, pound 250, 250, keyword baby, pound 250, say the keyword baby, or you can donate securely at their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean. All right, we spent a lot of time on the, this document issue here. Um, I love when I read this today, this is pretty interesting here. A Rasmussen poll indicated 56% of respondents would rather have a partial government shutdown because it's always partial. Essential services continue. They never stop. The military doesn't say, oh, we're government shut down. We're leaving our posts. We'll come back when we start getting paid again. No, that doesn't happen. Social security checks will continue to go out. And, you know, the Democrats are going to scream bloody murder. The full faith and credit of the United States is on the line now. Between the varying methods that the Treasury Department has, et cetera, this, this really doesn't come to a head until May or June, in spite of what they're telling you. January 19th is the beginning of doomsday. No, it's not. Um, but Joe Biden has said he won't negotiate. Republicans have half. They have one half of one branch of government. That's it. And Joe Biden has the Senate. He has the executive branch. Republicans, to be told that they're not going to be dealt with, uh, Joe, that's not going to fly. But I'll tell you what Democrats are counting on here or hoping for here. They are hoping that Republicans can't get their act together. They are hoping that Kevin McCarthy can't wrangle eight, 218 votes. It should be 222. Now, I've spoken with a lot of people. I did this before the vote for speaker. I did it all through December to try and avoid, you know, a, a public contentious fight, which I wasn't able to prevent. In the end, it was fine. I mean, I don't care. I'm still friends with all the people I talked to, whether they agreed or disagreed with me, because um, I know they're good people. They love their country. And in the end, everything, by the way, almost everything that was discussed prior to January 3rd ended up happening. But putting all that aside, um, you know, 73% of Republicans, 53, 56% of independents, they would prefer to have a partial government shutdown until Congress can figure out a way to cut spending or keep it the same while only 41% of Democrats feel that way. Now, this is where Republicans now have to get united. There are, I, I can tell you of 10 plans that I know of, they all address spending in some way. 
and and the different factions they have the Tuesday group and the study group and the Freedom Caucus and you know they they have all these different factions within the Republican Party and you know try to talk to people members of each faction and see if you can find agreement and see where they are but this state they have the time they've got to get in a room as i said and and just come to a agreement that's going to fulfill a campaign promise which is that they are going to be the fiscally responsible party it's 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 that simple and find a way and if biden wants to shut down the government if he wants america to default because he refuses to negotiate like, for example, uh, the B- Deficit Reduction Act in, what was that, 2011, that ended up, the resulted in sequestration, was, which was fairly effective. Doesn't mean that's the only answer. There's all sorts of, of, of ideas out there that are really good ones. I'm, I'm not going to go through them all right now, but, but rein in spending. Be conservative. You know, stand, we, we can't afford $30 trillion in debt that we're putting on our kids you know, $150,000 a household for crying out loud or per individual or taxpayer, whatever the number is. Uh, Lauren Boebert has proposed a new draft bill aiming to defund Planned Parenthood. Now, some people are saying, yeah, but they're never going to get that passed, Hannity. What's the point? Well, I told you to manage your expectations before Republicans actually won the Congress. And that is that their job is to use the power of subpoena and the power of the purse. This would be an example on the debt, raising the debt limit of using the power of the purse to stop Democrats from reckless spending and even weak Republicans in the Senate. Even John Cornyn said, I can't support any deal between moderate uh, Democrats to hike the debt limit without cuts. That's the right position to take. I wish they would have taken that position on the omnibus bill. Had a big fight off air with Lindsey Graham about it. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I need the defense money. We can't cut defense. We're way behind. There's a gap of vulnerability went on. And I understand that Republicans are sometimes going to disagree. But, like, you know, at some point, we've got to have some level of, of accountability and measurement here. Um, so we'll see what happens. The good news is, is they have time now. And the time to be, you know, working together is right now. One thing I've said to everybody on all sides, and I said this during the speaker's debate, not that no, nobody listens to me, so what the hell does it matter, right, Linda? True or false? Nobody listens to me. I think some people listen to you. They just decide to do things the opposite of what you tell them. <laughs> That's not Which listening to super then. annoying. It's just super annoying. You know, have your act together by January 3rd. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Exactly. You know, what, what do you want? What's on your list here? Uh, everything on the list that got agreed to. Wait, I got another list. I mean, that literally happened over yeah. and over again. I'm the like, secret list that nobody knew about. Anybody who wants to be speakers out of their mind. I gotta, I've got to bring this up with Newt one day. Um, we have Democrats now pushing for nationwide rent control. All of this, whether it's a wealth tax in New York, California, other liberal states, rent control, et cetera, it's, it's all about redistribution of wealth. What America is supposed to believe in is freedom. What conservatives believe in is limited government. And what conservative, we, we believe in a meritocracy. We believe that you bring your talents that God gave you because we are a nation of natural law, that, that rights come from God, not from government, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Somebody may want to tell our vice president uh, about our declaration, for example. Uh, but anyway, it's natural law. 
the idea all all the green new deal is is about wealth transfer all the globalism that we're paying for is about wealth transfer but not 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 just wealth transfer within the united states but wealth transfer worldwide and and yet we're funding this when it simply just undermines our entire economic system that has created a standard of living second to none the reason america has has been this great innovative country is because of the incentive of taking your talents creating goods and services that people want need and desire and bringing those those talent bringing that talent bringing those those products bringing these services to the marketplace and people wanting needing and desiring them and yeah some people end up getting rich doing what they do I don't know. All those years that I didn't have money, I never thought I had the right to other people's money. Never did. And the idea that so many people do think that is mind-numbing to me. Uh, God gave you talent. What is your talent? What I, the advice I give young people all the time is, where is your passion? What does your heart want to do? Find your passion. Stephen A. Smith was talking about this. You know, the, the his father, he overheard a conversation with his mother saying that he wasn't that smart until a teacher stepped up and said, no, this kid's smart as hell. And they figured out he had dyslexia. They didn't name it at that time. And then once he found his passion for sports, I mean, just watch Stephen A. Smith talk sports on ESPN. I mean, he's out of his mind with knowledge. He's he's not not the opposite of not smart. He's brilliant when he's passionate about something. Um, by the way, last week it was your gas stove. Now they're coming after your pickup truck. Don't come after people's pickup truck. I love pickup trucks. One of the Swamp's favorite publications, Axios, does an entire feature on why modern pickup trucks are bad. Xbox apparently became the first carbon-aware console, but not everyone's happy. Uh, but why, why are they after pickup trucks? Sales are massive. Demand is massive. And they're sustaining car makers right now and bringing in record profits. And yet pedestrian and road safety advocates, they're now lecturing us that it is a hazard if you own a pickup truck, given your size, the weight, uh, driver blind spots. You don't have to have driver blind spots. We figured out how to avoid all of that. Every time my car, when I when I there's another car next to me, and if I start swerving into that lane a little bit, not swerving, I'm not a swerver, but... Moving in, you know, my, my seat shakes for crying out loud and wakes me up. You know, if I'm backing up, it goes ding, 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 beep, 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 you know, when I'm about to hit something. You have all this technology. You look at your mirror, you see, oh, there's somebody there in a blind spot. I can tell that the guy's there. Um, Biden touting the gas price drop as Americans now struggle to make ends meet. Well, we have a little problem. Gas prices are going up and they're going up dramatically. You know, Corinne Jean-Pierre actually went out and said yesterday that, you know, as America, that uh, Republicans want to raise gas prices. I mean, are you kidding me? Show me the evidence that backs that up. As you are tracking this week, House Republicans will vote to raise gas prices on American families. The contrast in priorities. No, the guy that just raised the price and tax gas, oil and, and coal was Joe Biden. The guy that just implemented the law to tax your pensions is Joe Biden. The guy that just raised more billions in new taxes on corporations was Joe Biden. They don't pay taxes. We go over that all the time. 
Now, the White House says the House bill that would ban our strategic petroleum reserves now at a 50 year low because Joe Biden in the lead up to the election wanted to artificially reduce gas prices. Now, gas, a barrel of oil is up to 88 bucks a, a, a barrel, which means, yeah, gas prices, they've gone up significantly. Anyway, the act regulating strategic petroleum reserve sales to China. How did how is that even a consideration? You know, it's insane to me. And Energy Secretary Granholm, probably one of, along with Buttigieg, two of the least qualified people, and Kamala Harris, and Mayorkas, and I, and Joe Biden himself. I mean, these are the least qualified people. He said, if Congress were to pass HR twenty one, the Strategic Production Response Act, the president would veto it. He will not allow the American people to suffer because of the backwards agenda of Republicans. What they're advancing, they're saying we can't sell it to China. Why would we take? We're at a fifty-year low because he used the he viewed it as a national emergency that gas prices were so high in the lead up to an election, so he depleted them to a record low. By the way, price of a dozen eggs in New York about ten bucks. Man, eight eggs every day or egg whites. It depends what day it is. Uh, the left's nonprofits get this. Why did uh, Bill and Melinda Gates and the Ford Foundations funnel 39 million to China in 2021? Money that in some cases went to Chinese government agencies and universities that conduct military research. Gates Foundation, according to the latest IRS disclosure, they spent they sent nearly 30 million dollars to Chinese organizations in 2021 and two and a half million to the communist nation's. National Health Commission and 1.4 to its Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs. The Ford Foundation spent 9.3 million into China. What are we doing here? By the way, Hakeem Jeffries is trying to defy Kevin McCarthy and reappoint Schiff and Swalwell to the Intel Committee. I put my money on McCarthy on that case. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So much going on in the world today. It's like every day. I mean, I just get immersed in all of this information and these piles of papers. It's in, it's insane what's going on. You know, we got to you know we got to save this country. First thing we got to deal with is match the ballot harvesting game the Democrats are playing. Match their money on negative ads. Pick good candidates. You can't pick a candidate that has no exceptions for rape, incest, or the mother's life in Pennsylvania and expect to win. I mean, I'm looking at a political reality. It's not my moral position. Very different. But again, the states will decide that. It's not going to be the federal government. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.